Hi there, welcome to episode 72 of Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I'm Brian Simmett. This is my podcast where I talk about my friend's brothers. I have a lot of friends, as you all know, and uh, some of them have brothers, and some of the brothers I know. Uh, today, however, I'm going to talk about a brother who I don't know. In fact, I don't even know if I believe he's out there. It's my friend Kate Hirsch, who says she has a brother named Greg. I've never met Brian, Greg. I've Brian, never heard of Brian, Greg. I, Brian, uh, this, what are you doing? I, I, this is not I'm the doing, podcast about I'm, your friend's brother. I'm doing my podcast no, this about is, my friend's this brothers. This is Fill Me In. Fill, fill Me In? This is the Crossword Podcast. Oh. oh my god, this is ridiculous. Oh man, that's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Wow. I can't believe you didn't see me sitting here. I've been sitting here for about an hour waiting for us to start. Oh my god, so you like saw me doing my pre-show? <laughs> I did. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh. Episode number 55 of Fill Me In, a crossbird French pheasant. I don't know what to say about that. Uh, today on the show we have uh, what do we have? We have two contests, and we have the arc. The arc is a big time part of this show. Plus, we have a little bit of breaking news, but all that and more after the music. So here is our breaking news. The breaking news. Are you going to do the breaking news music? Breaking news! Breaking we have news. scheduled Lollapazula two, the Lala son of Pazula two, the son of Pazula. What are you just gonna say? Everything I'm saying, sort of one second later, so it just sounds like bad echo. It's gonna make everybody like tilt their head to the right, since I'm on the right side and you're on the left. Left. Oh my God! Lollapazula two has been scheduled for August twenty second. August twenty second. It's a Saturday in August. That is. Um... Uh, I would like to address one point that was brought up last year when we scheduled Lollapazula 1. There were some people who were interested in having us schedule it on a Sunday, saying that the Saturday was inconvenient for a number of different reasons, only one of which I can remember now, and it had something to do with being Jewish. Um, <laughs> just for the record, both Ryan and I are Jewish. And we, we sympathize. Uh, we do. And, I, you know, in, in all honesty, it, it, it's totally legitimate you have other obligations whatever they might be and it keeps you from doing something fun like a crossword tournament unfortunately the 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 space where we host Lollapazula is a church is a church and we cannot rent their rooms on a sunday so our choices are other days of the week that aren't sunday and since we also have some people who try to travel from out of town the regular weekdays are not convenient for them which leaves us really with one option which is saturday saturday the sixth day of the week. It is well if you start counting on Monday. That's where that's where I started counting. All right. If you start counting on Thursday, it's the third day of the week. Just saying. So it's Saturday in August, August twenty second, two thousand nine. Yes. We, Son of Pazula. This is going to be held in Queens, New York. Going to be held in the same church, the church yeah. where Scrabble was invented. It's located in Jackson Heights, which is part of Queens. And by next week, we'll have. Um, I'm going to put up a sign up. Uh, so you can start registering with us. Exactly. We're going to do pre-registering. We're going to do post-registering. And we're going to figure out the schedule of events. And uh, and and I what, don't know. what the the request that we have that Brian and I have to everybody is please sign up as early as possible. Yeah. So like four in the morning is good. Four thirty. Yes. A.M. Like set your alarms it's for a nice early time. Your money. That's not what you meant, is it? No, it is okay. not what I meant. I didn't but think it was so. a nice try. I thought I'd try. The money that we get from you guys. Is our budget. We have no other budget. Yes, it's true, because so far we earn nothing from doing no. this glorious show. So however much money we have is how much money we can spend on 
the tournament. You know, maybe my other podcast could like sponsor Lollapazoola too, because I make a ton of money on Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Do you? I do. I just it's unbelievable. Who are your how sponsors? Uh, I don't have any sponsors. People just sort of send in fan mail and. We call it fan mail on that show. Uh, we? Yeah, well, yeah, me and my co-host. Who? My brother. <laughs> I'm sure Allison will be shocked to hear about all of this. I know, not to mention XOM and XOP. <laughs> they have no idea there's another son floating around in our family. So, uh, I, you know, next week we'll have all the details. We'll have, we're working out what the entry fee should be. Um, yeah, we still aren't totally settled on who's constructing puzzles and what the puzzles are going to be, what the prizes are going to be, what the snacks are going to be, uh, uh, all of this wonderful stuff. But I will say this, that everything is going to be, uh, with the exception of the puzzles, which were fantastic, everything else is going to be better than it was last year. I think the puzzles are going to be better, too. You think the puzzles are going to be better? Well, at least one of the puzzles from last year was kind of lame. The one that you... Uh, created? Yeah, the one that okay. I created. So we're probably going to eliminate me as a constructor. But we're going to have better prizes. Yep. We're going to have better snacks. I think the uh, the white squares on the puzzle are going to be better. Whiter? Well, better at least. Okay. Whiter is not always better. I was saying whiter. Wetter? Whiter. Squishier? And that brings us to... Are we done with Lollapazoola? La- <laughs> no, not yet, but I mean, we're no. done talking about it. Yeah. Are, are we done talking about we're it? We're done so, talking about please... it. Please... You're going to sign, sign up, up soon. Just watch our blog. You'll see it. It'll go up. You'll take care of business. I know it. You all are special. <laughs> and we'll have more details next week. All right. Should I snap this time? Oh, my God. Oh, no, I was just go ahead. To, no. I want to get things moving. No, great. Snap. No, do it. Are you going to sing the song? No. I don't oh, know how it goes. Sure you do. You sing it. No, I, I don't really know it. Viewer mail. Opening it up. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, well, well, transcribe that, Dan Fair, winner of the C Division, winner of the B Division. Oh, my God. All right, our first viewer mail comes from Sammy the Dentist. Oh, our good friend Sammy the Dentist. He always writes us with the most random nonsense. What does he have to say this his, time? He titles his email, Wet, Soft, and Squishy. He says, Sammy says, gentlemen, something does exist that is wet, soft, and not squishy. Wow. Drum roll. I don't have any drums. Um. Oh, that's good. A rabbit fur-covered brick drenched in water. A rabbit fur-covered brick... What? (laughs) Are you Kreskin? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's a rabbit fur-covered brick. A brick covered in rabbit fur drenched drenched in water. water. And and Sammy says H2O is wet. Yeah. Rabbit fur is ooh soft. Uh Uh-huh. Brick hard, a.k.a. not squishy... Mystery solved. Chomp Sammy the Dentist. Interesting. I disagree. I disagree also. Tell me why you disagree. Well, unless the, the, the fur has to be attached to something. Yeah. Unless it's growing right out of the brick. Either it has to be attached to a piece of rabbit skin and uh-huh. wrapped around, uh-huh. or it has to be glued on. Uh-huh. And I think either of those things, when they get wet, will become squishy. I think the, I, I'm agreeing with you with a slight variation. I think the fur itself is squishy. I think it, I think this is what you're saying, but it, the fur is when it becomes wet is squishy, even if it's on a hard surface. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so I, I think that the the rabbit fur covered soaked brick is uh, it's a good try. It is a good try, and I think it is uh, wet and soft and somewhat squishy. I, I would give it somewhat squishy, but still squishy. But still, I mean, somewhat is more than not at all. So I I, I don't think this will count. So as Sherlock Holmes would say. Play it again, Sam. Thank you. 
What's next? We have another viewer mail. Uh, we have another viewer mail. Joanne Sullivan has written to us. Hello, MCs of a multitude of podcasts. I'm surprised that you didn't know that Herbert Hoover was a president of the United States. I guess you missed the stage version of Annie. It includes the song, We'd Like to Thank You, Herbert Hoover, in which unemployed New Yorkers living under the Queensboro Bridge sarcastically thank their former president for failing to improve the economy. Regards, Joanne. Now, now you must know that. Well, let's just back up and, and explain what the context is for this. I think we posed a question last week uh, as to who was a former president. Was it, was it Humphrey or Hoover or Dam? Right. Uh, and we'll have the answer to that soon. Yeah, that answer's coming up, but apparently, well, Joanne has sort of preempted this by telling us that we didn't know that Herbert Hoover was president. Now, Joanne, maybe what you don't know is that Annie is fictional. So I don't know that I'd actually go about trusting whatever they have to say. I mean, it was a comic strip, and then it was a, a musical, and these things do not add up to reality. I'm not sure where you live, Joanne, but musicals and comic strips are make-believe. What? I, I know, Ryan, you don't like this because you love cats and Mr. Mistopheles climbing into your lap and spitting on you, but, <laughs> but that's not real. It's just not. It's just make-believe it stuff. It felt real. Our next viewer mail is from Michael Marcus, which I believe is a made-up name. Okay. Don't you think? I think so. Uh, he says, he, his he titles it Suggestion for Contests. Okay. Ryan and Brian, as I am among those who listen to you while walking the dog, just like Vic Fleming, just like Vic Fleming. Just like Vic the gavel. Fleming. And Peter Triple Threat Gordon. <laughs> Not to mention anybody else who walks their dog. What was I saying? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, as I'm among those who listen to you while walking the dog. Like Vic, the gavel. The Fleming. gavel. <laughs> I dropped my baton. Oh no! Um, I find myself at a loss, loss when it comes time for your weekly contest, as I did, don't normally have a pen and paper handy. And even if I did, writing down the questions while walking the dog would be challenging at best. What do you think about posting the text of the contest questions along with the podcast on the blog? Your podcast has become a highlight of my week. Dear God, what's the rest of his life? Oh like? my God, Michael Marcus, I'm so sorry. Uh, keep up the great work. Thanks and regards, Michael Marcus. Now you have a solution for Michael Marcus and his problem. Well, here's the thing, Michael Marcus. Uh, I, I'm I'm reluctant to post the contests on the blog because I believe there is a demographic of folks out there who read our blog and don't listen to our podcast. Shame is, on them. Well, you know what? Shame on them, sure. It's, but it's fine. Whatever you want to do. If you want to participate in BeMoreSmarterIndustries.com, whatever we are, uh, go for it. Any way that you like, we're all in favor of it. But if we post the contests online, then people who don't listen to the show are going to find themselves submitting entries to the contests, and then we're not going to know the difference. Right, so what is the solution? Well, I think what we should do is, if you are one of the people out there walking your dog while you listen to our show, like Peter Triple Threat Gordon and Vic, the gavel, Fleming... Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's, I have a lot of stuff going on here. <laughs> uh, I think what you should do is, uh, and we'll, we'll include this reminder with every contest now, email us. Send us an email at rbxblog at gmail.com Send us an email, and uh, maybe maybe we'll give like a password during the podcast, so that we know you listen to the podcast. 
and then you email us with just that one thing, and then we'll email you back with what the contest in, was. In textual format. What do you think about that? That sounds good. What's, what, what's our password this week? I think our password this week is... Papelbon? Papelbon. 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 You can spell it any way you want, but the password this week, Papelbon. Papelbon. <laughs> say it one more time so I can say it. Papelbon. Papelbon. Yeah. Uh, so thank you very much, yes. Michael Marcus Papelbon. I'm just going to introduce this email, and then I'll have you read it. Okay, that sounds uh, good. This, this email is from Amanda Yesnowitz. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, unparalleled, parallel. The people ask us how I remember all these. Yeah, I know. The answer is I don't. <laughs> this email is from Amanda Yesnowitz. Parallel, parallel. How do you remember all those nicknames, Ryan? <laughs> this email is from Viewer Mail. Is from... <laughs> the gavel. <laughs> <laughs> this email is from Amanda Yesnowitz. <laughs> Unparalleled- oh my god, we have a viewer mail from Amanda Yesnowitz, the unparalleled parallel verse engineer, shining light to us all. And she titles it Two Things. And in this email, once again, I will be playing the part of you, and you will be playing the part of Amanda. Okay, that sounds good. First, I was going to ask why, in your reenactment of our email exchange regarding the now famous non-existent Corner Rebus, Brian played the part of me, Amanda, and Ryan played the part of Brian, when Brian playing Brian would have made much more sense. Hmm. Second, someone who shall remain nicknameless was gracious enough not to write in last week so I could be that much closer to you-know-who, but our plan was foiled when another viewer, now nicknamed Loser, caused you to say the first party's name, so thanks for Mutton. Very good. All right, so we have two things we need to address here. Uh, First, we'll address the first thing first. You know what? Actually, I'm going to address the third thing, which is not from your mail. I'm going to address the third thing first. Last week, we got viewer mail from you titled Viewer Mail 2 of 2. Right. And I think then we made up a third one that we called Viewer Mail 3 of 2. Yes. This week, you have included two things in one viewer mail, and that's it. Yes. So I'm not sure. I I feel like we've lost something somehow. Maybe she's conserving bandwidth. Maybe that's what it is. Is that? Are you worried about bandwidth, Amanda? Mike Nothnagel, is Amanda worried <laughs> about bandwidth? Uh, so <clears throat> the first thing Amanda talks about here is why I played Amanda and you played me. Uh, I, so why is that? Well, I, th- I, I felt that, that you would be a better Amanda than I would. And why is that? I think because of the height difference. Uh-huh. I think you can see her from above, yep. and you have a, a better eagle's eye view of who she is and what she's like. I do, because most of her is represented on the top of her head. Well, the cranium uh, is the window to the soul. <laughs> it is. It's sort of the, the skylight to the soul. Well, it's the skylight on my head, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. How's the sun today? It's very hot. <laughs> Um, and so then the part two, part two, part two is something we're going to address a little bit later when we talk more about the, the infamous spreadsheet. Uh, we've got some issues. So can, let's, can, can we table part two for now? Yes. But we'll come back to it later when we talk right. about the spreadsheet some more. All right. Our last viewer mail yes. is from Joshua Corey Yesnowitz, and he titles it Herbert was president, but not Hubert or Dan. Herbert Hoover, who had been Commerce Secretary during the Harding and Coolidge administrations, was elected in 1928 and served one full term. So Herbert Hoover was president. Apparently Herbert we Hoover right. was president. I think we were right. That's what we were saying. Really? But maybe we were a little confused if we were right or not. I'm frequently confused. Uh, he says, while Humphrey would never become president, the Minnesota Twins and Vikings play ball in a dome that bears his name. Hoover cannot claim this mark of distinction. Ryan and Brian, would you rather be president or have a sports stadium named in your honor? Would, Cheers from Boston, home of good, 
but not great pizza, J.C. Yesnowitz, little brother of T-U-P-V-E-A-S-L-T-U-A-P-S. I do look forward to being a guest on Brian's other podcast. Excellent. Joshua, we'll be in touch soon about when I can schedule you in. Uh, of course, this week's episode is dedicated to Kate Hirsch's brother, Greg. Let me get back to that for a little bit, if I may. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. It's, no. Still, it's still fill me in. Focus. Focus. I'm, I'm very, very sorry. <laughs> Remember, when you do that, you're alone. That's what I thought. <laughs> um, all right, so I'd like to answer this question and say I'd rather have a sports stadium named after me than ever be president. Really? I would love to never be president, ever. I don't know. I'd like to be president. Of what? The United States. Are you serious? Yeah. You can barely do this podcast. How could you talk to millions of people on a daily basis about things you don't understand? Well, once you're president, everybody thinks you understand. Well, except with a few exceptions. I would like to You would like to be you want to be Obama. I don't That's know if really I want to be Obama. Is. You want to you want to be Obama. I, you know, I, his ears stick out. Uh, I have a question to pose to Mike Nofnagel. Okay. If there was a stadium named after the two of us, would it be named after the two of us or just one of us? Well, I don't know. The question was posed to the two of us. All right. So if there was a stadium named after the two of us, A, what where would it be? And B, what sport would be played in there? All right. Well, that's a twofold question. That is for, a twofold question for Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire, constructor of the Friday Puzzle, who did not get back to us in time for any answers in this week's show. No, I'm disappointed. But he in will. That. I'm sure we will get his email within the next five minutes. Uh, after. Probably the moment we're done recording for that's, the last that's two usually, weeks. That's when we get answers from Mike Nothnagel. But thank you, Joshua Corey Yesnowitz, Amanda's brother, who was president. Fantastic. Uh, I think we need to close up the viewer mailbag. Viewer. Maple closing it up. <laughs> Let's never do viewer mail like that again, please. We're like Esquivel. Let's never. <laughs> no, we're like Esquivel. All right. Well, let's get a CD of Esquivel. Let's get Esquivel here in the studio. I don't know if he's still alive. <laughs> but let's get a CD, and we'll play that instead. Um, now we're going to follow up viewer mail with a little bit more viewer mail. Uh, because we have a whole segment here. Um, this is going to be a new weekly segment. It is. So this week's segment, uh, last week uh, in the Thunder Round, uh, we got to a puzzle that was uh, constructed by somebody whose name we didn't know. John Vongsathor. Well, the thing is, we didn't know how to say it. No. Uh, and so we kind of stumbled over it and said it very awkwardly and then just gave up. And so we got an email from this constructor. John Vongsathorn. See, you're kind of giving this away already by just saying this name. How am I giving it away? Because you're saying it right. I thought that was the point. That's the segment. Oh. Well, the segment is called How to Pronounce Chon Vongsathorn's Name. Right. And this is the first episode of that. Right. I'm going to start a new podcast called <laughs> How to Pronounce Chon Vongsathorn's Name. Uh, we got a mail from uh, Chon Vongsathorn that says, uh, Dear Rain and Brain, I really enjoyed your complete... Touché! <laughs> I really enjoyed your complete butchering of my first name during last week's Thunder Round, but I was disappointed that you didn't even give the last name a try. I just graduated from college, and if the dean of students can mangle my name in its entirety before thousands of people, then you can too, assuming thousands of people are willing to listen to you talk. In any case, <laughs> in any case, would you indulge me just this once? Don't try to be more smarter on this one, Brain. I grant you full interpretive power. There's nothing to fear, since my name is pretty much the scariest thing about me anyways. You can even say it together on three. Okay. One, two, three. Chon Vongsathorn. <clears throat> yes. Uh, what else does he go on to say? Thanks. If all else fails in these troubled, time, troubled times, I think you guys could manage a very successful butcher shop. 
What? They, yes, to set the record straight, X-A-N is pronounced Chon, and Vonxathorn is pronounced Vonxathorn. <laughs> See? Easy as heteroscedasticity. <laughs> Insincerely, Chon Vonxathorn. All right, well, thank you, Chon. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope everybody will join us next week for the second installment of How to Pronounce <laughs> Chon Vonxathorn's Name. Yes, it should be It should be a hootenanny. I think it will be quite... Quite the nanny, quite the hoot. Now we have the answers to Tyler's contest and the picking of the winner. The answers and the picking. The answers and the picking. <laughs> yep, indeed. So uh, Tyler had uh, posed us this contest last week where it was in honor of summer. And he explained how summer was both the, you know, the hot season of the year as well as uh, a, a person who adds. And so he gave us a handful of other things that had similar double-meaning structures. And there were five of them. The first one was one of 26 and one who rents. Letter. A letter. Number two was found on the street and one who removes your entrails. Gutter. Gutter, indeed. A container and a bunny rabbit. Hopper. Also an actor Dennis. Just thought I'd add that. Actor Dennis. Actor Dennis. Actually, these can all be answered with actor Dennis. <laughs> they can. Dennis Gutter. Dennis Letter. Uh, an animal and a mathematician. Adder. Yes, indeed. Adder. Uh, and finally, a tool and an over-actor. Hammer. A hammer. Now, we did have a few... Uh, we had some comments on this. Uh, should we go into these comments? Sure. I mean, we had a number of, of people submitting solutions. And in fact, once again, multitude. everybody who sent in their answers was correct. Yes. We didn't get any wrong answers. No. But we did get some comments complaining a little bit, because that's what people do. Uh, Amanda, the unparalleled parallel verse engineer, shining light to us all, says, Really, Tyler? A ham is an over-actor. A hammer is an over-actorer. Hmm. We also got a comment from June Pox, Squirrel of Discord, also saying, Really, one who hams is called a ham. Hmm. Uh, finally, we got a comment from Jonathan Brown of Louisville, Kentucky. I know this question was directed toward Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire and constructor of the Friday Puzzle, but I thought if I answered it, I might have a chance to get my name on CrossCan's spreadsheet. 72 in base 9 is 80. Also, is that yodeling music you used in the podcast the same music they use for the Price is Right game called Cliffhangers? Congratulations, you've made it on the pod... On you made it on the pod sheet. Congratulations. The pod spread. The pod spread. The spread cast. pod. Cast. Blog. Horse hair. Bingo. <laughs> what? Uh, while we're just briefly talking about June Pox, World of Discord, who yeah. is from Boston. He is from Boston. I-, I mentioned this on the blog, but I was watching the Today Show, and one of the top 25 pizzas in the country, according to this reviewer, is Scarpino's in Boston. Which uh, Is that one of the ones that June no, recommended? No, it's actually one of the ones that Joe Cabrero, Boston Mafra Now, Oh, okay. Because they, they both like Pinocchios, right. not Scarpinos. But... Joe said he had never been to Scarpinos, but he said everybody thinks it's fantastic. Oh, okay. And it was ranked, what, like 23rd? 23rd out of, 23rd. Out of all of the pizzas in America. All pizza in America, it was number 23. Number 23, Excellent. that's not bad. So if you find yourself in Boston, head to Scarpinos. Number 23, best pizza in America. <laughs> <laughs> what? So we have people entered this contest, and they won, and somebody won. So now we're won. going to randomly pick a winner. So we are. Once again, we're turning to our friends at random.org for the random number selection. And yeah. here we go. Strap on your later, Hosen. <laughs> and 
Away we go! And the winner is... The winner is... Doug Peterson! Crossword, crossword gentleman, gentleman and man, man about, about town! town. Congratulations. Congratulations. Wait, congratulations. I can't speak. Uh, congratulations, Doug Peterson. <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. Wow. Uh, so you're going to have to contact us again, Doug, and tell us uh, what it is that you'd like as a prize. Um, I think, isn't that the way we did this last week? Yeah. We just said, tell us what you want as a prize, and if we can provide it, we will, and if we can't, we'll, we'll send you else. a crossword book. Uh, yes, and either a good one or a bad one, we haven't decided. Yes. Because we have some of both both those categories, good yes. and bad. Uh, and um, You'll have to tell us your address, too, because we don't know that. We don't know it. <clears throat> uh, so next, uh, the next segment we have on the show is, of course, uh, what is it? I, I don't even know. It's Peter's Contest. We have a new contest oh, from do. Peter Gordon. We do. We Triple a, threat. We have a new contest for Peter Gordon, which I can't find right now. Please give me a moment. All right, so this is a slightly complicated contest. So for those of you walking your dogs, Vic Fleming, the gavel. And others, uh, you might want to wait till you get home and listen to the show again, and then write this down. Or or send email us. us. Send us the password. The password is Papelbon. 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 <laughs> Here's the contest. Take these two letter patterns: A A B A and B B A B. Replace the A with a different vowel and the B with a different consonant. And you'll get two strings of four letters. If you choose the right vowel and consonant, you'll get the last four letters of the names of a famous married couple. In other words, the last four letters of the wife's name might be represented in a cryptogram by AABA, and the last four letters of the husband's name in the same cryptogram would end BBAB. So send us the name of the wife and the name of the husband. Yes, send us the name of that famous married couple... And you could uh, win something. Whatever your heart's what. desire. Exactly. Whatever your heart's desire or a crossword book, whichever yes. is easier for us to find. Um, yeah. And if you're listening to this while you're walking your dog, Vic Fleming the gavel, just uh, write to us with the password. Papelbon. Papelbon. <laughs> and we'll happily email you the uh, text of the contest. Moving on to CrossCan Spreadsheet. The famous spreadsheet from CrossCan. So CrossCan has, has sent us a little bit of a, a twist, would it be? or Well, Cross, last week we talked in some length, at some length, to some length. Between some length. We talked between one length and another. Uh, we talked about uh, what, 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 what it takes. What? Go, go on. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Do you need me to read this? Oh, no. We talked about what it takes to get mentioned in the spreadsheet. Right. What does it take what? to get a point in the spreadsheet? Yes. All right? Yes. And there were some discussions, and now I'm just going to say some names that we weren't otherwise going to say, but for an example, Doug Peterson's name is part of Barry C. Silk's name. Mm -hmm. Doug Peterson, crossword gentleman, a man about town. Barry C. Silk, friend and confidant of Doug Peterson, crossword gentleman, a man about town. So we talked about when Barry is mentioned, does Doug get a point? And we left this up to Crosscan, didn't we? Well, it's Crosscan's deal. It is. So Crosscan has made the decision. He says, names and nicknames, the final chapter. The Great Monster Spreadsheet tracks references to individuals, not just actual names. Mm -hmm. For example, in episode 54, you referenced the Friday puzzle creator, Sean Vogsathorn, <laughs> without being able to say his name. 
but that counts as a point. Okay. Amanda's brother gets a point, even if you hadn't said his name. Okay. By the same logic, Doug Peterson should not get a point when he is not mentioned specifically, but only as part of Barry Silk's nickname. Okay. After all, George Washington doesn't get a point if George Washington Carver is cited. That's on my other podcast. <laughs> what, what is that podcast? It's all about uh, uh, peanut innovators. <laughs> And, and oddly enough, George Washington Carver has not made it until the 10th episode. Can you imagine what the first nine are like? Can you name one other peanut in the theater? <laughs> uh, Skippy? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm actually laughing. That's very, very funny. <laughs> no, it's not. What's the matter with me? Uh, finishing up Crosscan's email. However... This means that I must give a point to the current streak leader, even if you only referred to him without a deliberate name. Which is, we have just done now. We have just done it again now. We did it last week. We might as well say his name now, of course. That streak leader, Will Shorts, attendant. Yes. Uh, so his streak His streak on. continues. I believe it's up to 19 now. We're going to have to make a determined effort not to reference him next week. I don't know how we're going to do that. I don't either. It's difficult. Oh, so that's the rules about CrossCan spreadsheet. That's so, what it is. Thank you, CrossCan. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for the spreadsheet. The spreadsheet's off, brilliant. I look forward to seeing the update whenever it comes out. So do I. Moving on to the ARC. The ARC. The ARC, we, we cannot provide you with exactly what we promised you All right, we week. promised you that each of us was going to come up with a puzzle, and then that we were going to talk about them somehow or another, and we were going to post them to the blog and share them with everybody. And here's what we have for you. Brian, Instead, what we have for you is Ryan has produced one entry... <laughs> <laughs> on, an, on an otherwise blank grid. Yes. So we're going to provide you with that. And uh, I have produced two puzzles. Wow. Yeah. Now, I produced one themeless puzzle, and I produced one themed puzzle. Now, I have puzzle. to say, now, even though I'm looking rather lame right now. You are. Um, I had this brilliant answer. My answer was rock band drum set. I, had, I sat down last night with Crossword Compiler. It's the trial version I don't have any word lists. I just figured I'd put this thing in, and I would be able to build a puzzle around it. Five hours later, <laughs> I have a rock band drum set. Well, I had it on the third row going across. It was a 15 by 15. I had it on the third row, and on the top of it, starting up in the top left, I was trying to stack two 10-letter answers on top of it. Okay. So, so the top row was a 10, and then a black space, and then a 4. Right. And then the second row was a 10, and then a black space, and then a 4. Right. And then, and then the third row was the 15-letter entry rock band drum and set. And then I had various arrangements of black squares underneath it, trying to get something to work. Okay. So and if anybody can figure that out... So you were essentially trying to do this, you know, without word lists. You were doing this on a computer, but sort of without the help of the computer. Well, I was using one look. I kept, I kept putting in combinations a few down crosses getting a few letter combinations and putting them into one look to try to come up with some some entries well uh, we can see that this is a very successful move on your part well, it was it was a complete failure but yeah. but but i but i must say that it was still effort it was not something that i just sloughed off and said oh, well i'm not going to do it this week it was it was a lot of effort and it was quite frustrating yeah uh all right 
Well, but, I'm sorry that this was not more successful. Perhaps we you'll gonna, try again for next we week. We are going to post your two puzzles. One is themed and one is theme-less. That's true. One is themed and one is theme-less. The, uh, should I say anything in more detail about either of them? I think we should just post them, let people do them, let's get some critiques in them, and let's talk about it next week. All right. That sounds good. That sounds good. All right. I think we have to move on. We're running a little bit late here. Yeah, this has been this has taken very, very long. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Much with the thunder. The thunder comes from the hammer. The hammer. The hammer is connected to the hip bone. The hip bone. Is connected to Thor. Thor, Mutineer, Squirrels. And it's the Thunder Round. Here's the pitch from Lear to Murray. Swinging a high fly ball. This one's way back. It's going, 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 gone. Number 500. Eddie Murray has done it. The fans want him to come out one more time. Eddie is coming out. I don't understand. Where are we? <laughs> Where the hell are we? Give him a, give him a curtain call, Eddie Murray. <laughs> Oh Number he, 500. He was, an, he was an amazing player. He was. Uh, Monday, May 18th by Billy Truitt. This is all about CeCe. CeCe Zabathia got $160 million to lose games for the Yankees. How much did you pay to solve this puzzle? It was free with my cell phone software. I mean... Tuesday, May 19th by Damon J. Golsinski. This theme starts and ends with cock. Wednesday, May 20th by Shish Veng Sarkar. I got the first theme answer easily. I struggled with the second, and then I dropped out of the puzzle to become an actor. I finished two puzzles in three-fourths of the time, and now I'm an unemployed musician. Thursday, May 21, by Patrick Hetkleiner Blindeur. Blindauer. If we switch the last two letters in each of your names, you are now Reina Hecht. Uh, that's, that's not a bad name. Friday, May 22nd, by Manny Nazowski. And every time I see his name in a byline, I pee just a little bit. What? It's frightening. We're doing the show in your studio from now on. Saturday, May 23rd, by Dave Tuller. I am resetting my watch to Samoan time. I'm setting my watch to Abe Vigoda time. Sunday, May 24th, by Elizabeth C. Gorski. You know, some have said our podcast is a symbol of infinity. What do you think? Well, some have said our podcast is a symbol of infinity. What do you think? I don't know. Some have said our podcast is a symbol of infinity. What do you think? Actually, some have said our podcast is a symbol of infinity. Uh, what do you think? Well, what I've heard is that some have said our podcast is a symbol of infinity. What do you think? You know, I looked it up, and some have said our podcast is a symbol of infinity. On New, York, on New York One today, I heard that some people say our podcast is a symbol of infinity. I was listening to Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, this fantastic podcast about my friend's brothers, and on that they said, our podcast is a symbol of infinity. You know, at last Thanksgiving, I cut into the turkey, and there was a message in it that said our podcast reminds people of some of infinity. <laughs> I was on the beach last week. <laughs> a bottle floating ashore, and I uncorked it, and there was a scroll inside that said, your podcast is a symbol of infinity. I saw Billy Idol shave his head, and on his skull was written that the Ryan and Brian podcast is a symbol of infinity. You know, I set my watch to Abe Vigoda time, and Abe Vigoda popped out of the watch face and said, your podcast is a symbol of infinity. No, I'll, I'll do it again. if you leave this in, we have to talk about it. No, I'll, 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 I'll. Are you going to fix it, or do we leave it in and talk about it? <laughs> do you want to talk about it? I don't. Okay, so I'll, we'll, we'll do it again.